Welcome to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. John Hennigan here and Frank Salas. Uh, uh, you're a bit under the weather, Frank, so I appreciate you helping out today. No problem whatsoever. Okay. Um, well, let's see. Where do we start? You know, let's start off, uh, first of all, uh, we put together a real fun trip to Alaska for Ketchikan. And the place that we go, I've been going there for years and years. And the reason I keep going back is it, you know, it's just, it's got, it's got the best of everything. And the price is unbelievable. There's nothing else like it. I keep looking around and I never find anything close. But uh, it's uh, five nights. That's four full days fishing. They've just got some brand new um, covered boats that uh, have 150 horse. The ones they've been using for years are 90 horse. So these boats are a little bit wider and deeper, you know, and a lot more comfortable with 150 horsepower. And then, of course, what you would expect with all of your gear, all of your food, uh, all of everything. And we just show up at the Ketchikan Airport, and everything's taken care of. And they pick us up and everything, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, we're looking at 18, 18.50. We're just trying to figure that out. But uh, considering the upgrade in the boats and such, it's the same price it was three years ago. That's really good. And there, the problem we're having is that we've adjusted the dates because, believe it or not, they're almost full. Uh, well, those prices, they, you know, they'll fill yeah, up. They After the first couple of shows, they'll fill up. Oh, I thought they'd fill up by now, really. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, again, you know, July may seem like a ways away, but it doesn't, and you want to make sure they have limited airfare, and, you know, it's not a real popular spot, so to get the flights that you want, you need to book them. And book real early. And we also need a deposit. And that's, uh, you can reach me, John, at fishtalkradio.com would be an easy one to do it. Uh, or just go to the website, but uh, we're, we haven't posted that trip yet. Yeah. Anyway, um, maybe we'll talk a little bit about that some more. And we're going to start off, as promised, we got a nice fisherman from Minnesota that's going to give us a clue why we should be doing that. We'll be right back with you. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
produced by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, Aftco makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says Aftco, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through Aftco. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for Aftco at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we also have Frank on the line, and we have a special guest. Uh, if you've been listening to us for a while, you've probably heard John um, come on again. And I, 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 it's Kurkowski, right, John? That's close enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, John is he's a singer, songwriter. Uh, he has an excavating company. But apparently his passion is ice fishing, believe it or not. Well, let's say in the winter, because I have no choice. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just said something about your making ice. What does that mean? Well, that means it's cold enough to make ice. You know, uh, Would you have to put a hose on the water or something? Or what do you mean? Well, we didn't have enough ice to get on the lakes here three weeks ago. And, you know, it was an inch and a half to three inches deep, the thickness of the ice. And we actually had quite a few people that went through the ice with vehicles. I don't know if they got the cement for brains or what. But, yeah. you know, you don't want to drive, uh, take a, in fact, there was a guy, he called me and he says, there's a guy pulling a 20-foot fish house and he's got a three-quarter ton truck and he's on six inches of ice. We need at least 12 to 15. Yeah. You know, you're going to pull a 6,000-pound uh, truck on the, drive it on the ice. And wow. it's very it's very expensive getting them out. Uh, yeah, you would just wait until the spring, huh? Well, no, they, they actually get them out before that. But they well, I don't know how many stories I've heard about people driving out on the ice and then, uh, yeah, in their, in their truck, and it's uh, glug glug glug. I'm sure this is an old story, supposedly true, about a couple of guys that went out ice fishing, and guys got a brand new uh, three quarter ton truck and rig and a camper on the back. 
and uh, they had plenty of ice. If they drive out there, and he brought his dog with him, you know, his retriever. So, you know, they threw a few sticks and stuff. The dog goes and gets it and brings it back. And these guys had this bright idea. They thought, well, you know, we could spend all this time with an auger, or we can just throw a stick of dynamite out there. Uh, so they decided to do that. So they, you know, they lit the dynamite and threw it out, and eyes it skidded and went quite a ways out. And they're just sitting there waiting for the hole to show up. And the dog sees that uh, uh, stick going <laughs> going out across the, the water, so he runs out and grabs it and starts and wants to bring it back. He's retrieving it. And the guys are going, no, no, no. They're trying to shoo him away. They finally start shooting at it. The dog got scared and ran into the truck. You know what? Hey, smart dog. <laughs> well, guess what? Guess what? Gets what happened after that? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there wasn't much left. They had a truck at the bottom of the lake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I, I would think that. I, you know, I suppose that's possible, but I don't know too many guys that carry dynamite. So. Yeah. You don't do much fishing, do you? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? That's, well, how, that's how I learned to fish. <laughs> yeah, well, years ago, we used to take a silver flute and tie it to can opener and throw that down in the water. When you had the old beer wrenches, we called them. Yeah. You know, we tape it to the silver salute. That was a stick of dynamite. And you can get some fish that way. But I haven't done that for a long time. Uh. I don't want to get caught doing it anymore anyway. I was young and foolish then. Well, yeah, it's like the uh, the other guy that had a a, 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 a the great idea. Now, when fishing game, when they go out and retrieve fish, what they do is they'll stick a little probe in the water uh, with an electrical charge that stuns the fish and brings them up, and they go out and harvest them. Um, well, this guy thought, well, I've got an idea. Um, let me try that. So he wades out in about three feet of water uh, with his uh, 220 current and sticks the ends of it in the water. Mm-hmm. And guess what? <laughs> charge. Got a charge, huh? Yeah, you got a charge out of that one. I do know, uh, I knew this guy years ago, and he was fishing by some other guys. They were spear fishing. He mm-hmm. cut a three-foot by three-foot hole. And you hang a decoy down, and you wait for these big northerns to come in. Yeah. But his do- he had a muskrat swim by the hole. Well, the dog dove in the lake. Oh, no. And went after the muskrat, but he came up somebody else's hole. Oh. And other guys, and the guy almost had a heart attack. He yeah. actually ran through. Back then, he didn't have a, he had just plywood like plywood houses. He actually pushed the wall out trying to get away. He was so scared because he didn't know what the hell, <laughs> the hell that was coming out of the hole in the ice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the dog come up and he said it was Gasper Ferrer. He thought it was a some kind of lake monster or something. <laughs> <laughs> but the, we've got good ice now. And if people, you know, if you rent a house, I got to brag up Minnesota a little bit. There's so many resorts here that rent fish houses and they're on good, safe ice. They give you a ride out there. And or you can take a snowmob- rent snowmobiles go out there. There's many of them that rent it, and they're you can they've got them on good fishing holes. So you can go out and catch a limit of walleye in an hour, or panfish. Uh, it's uh, it's places all over the state of Minnesota you can do that. Well, when they when you put a hole in the ice, you know, normally you use an auger to drill down through it, you see, from six to two feet. Um, does that how long does that hole stay there? Oh, if you get a house, uh, the hole stays there all the time. I mean, but if you walk away, if it's out in the cold, if you're fishing outside, that hole freezes up, you know, depending on the temperature, generally within a few hours, you know, yeah. it'll get ice on it. And, you know, but the fisher, I haven't been out this year. I, I had a good old uh, blue bug that's go, going around, and, mm-hmm. and I got a sick mother, so I was in the hospital. So I've been kind of busy here, and hopefully I can get out next week. 
and get on the ice. And we didn't have good ice here for so long. Generally, I could go ice fishing for years. I went to, on around Thanksgiving. Well, we just got ice about uh, good ice about two weeks ago. Now, the uh, I don't know if we should touch on it now, but I know in the past you talk about an ice fishing festival that they have out there. Oh, yeah, and they're going to be wild on that this year. Uh, last year, some were canceled because we didn't get good ice. They need 16 inches of ice because the one like they get, uh, the one like they had, you know, they'll get up 15,000 people. You know, they drill uh, 20,000 holes. So, you know, I always said it's like a smorgasbord. Can you imagine 20,000 lines hanging down for fish? They got, it's a smorgasbord for them. Wow. And how far they spread out? They go like every 20 feet or something? No, the holes are eight feet apart, and they just all which ways, you know. So uh, this year they'll be, uh, the, the DNR makes them, won't give them a permit for it unless they get 16 inches ice. And I don't think they'll have any trouble. Was, oh, last week we had 20 below, and that's pretty cold out. Uh, no, it's pretty cold out anywhere. 20 below, my God. Well, you guys are supposed to be having some storms back there, uh, too, aren't you? Not here. You know, we barely farther get snow. East, farther east? Yeah, it's further east, south and east. They're catching on the coast more, but uh, it's uh, only two degrees here now, so it's it's not real pleasant out there, you know. And it's not bad because the wind isn't blowing. we got real light winds today, but if it's a zero out and you got to 20 mile an hour wind. It's not very nice on the lake. Well, do people still go out in pup tents and go out there and dig a hole and sit there? You know, there's a few guys. Uh, even I'll do that. I'll just drive the pickup out in the lake and I'll fish out of the door, sit there and oh. a hole. <laughs> you know, uh, sometimes when I'm searching for them or I just want to try a different lake if they're driving on it. You know, I'm real uh, uh, cautious on the lake. I'm the last one to start driving on it and the first one to quit. You yeah. Know? Well, I got a question for you. When you're out there sitting around, probably not to do, and, you know, if you'd like to have a cold brew, do you take an ice chest with you, or do you, what do you, how do you keep your beer cold? You open the door, or you just uh, <laughs> uh, have a, they got these latch cover hole covers. You know, plenty, a lot of the houses have extra hole covers, so yeah. you cut a hole. You just set it on the ice. If you got, if you got warm beer and you're out ice fishing, that's your fault. Yeah, I don't know. How did you, how did you manage that? You must have been sitting on it. Yeah, that's about the only way. And, you know, because in these houses, they're so comfortable. I usually sit there in just a short sleeve shirt and fish inside mm-hmm. the house. So, they're, you know, you just get them whatever you, you want, 70, 80 degrees. In fact, I had a friend who just bought you, the, another one and uh, traded his old, I think he had a 16-footer, and he bought a 22-footer now. And, you know, he's probably got 20,000 20, for it. I got a question for you. Sure. What's the three main fish you target in ice fishing? Uh, well, you know, our filet mignon up here of fish is walleye. Yeah. And then I guess I, I got to say sunfish and crappie or uh, in northern. You know, we get pretty good-sized northerns up here in a lot of lakes. And uh, we got muskies up here, too. But, uh, you know, so, guys, if you're fishing muskie or, in, or northern, you're in the same general area for... Uh, Northern or muskies, both pretty much the same area. But walleye is uh, um, number one catch. Yeah, well, guys, we're going to have to take a three-minute break, but we're going to come back, and we've got a lot of fishing to cover. I'd like to find out a little bit more about technique and, uh, you know, first of all, why would you want to sit, you know, with the pole in your hand, you know, and uh, waiting for a tug. We'll be right back with you. You're listening to Fish Hunt Off Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com. Look at the woods. Oh, I fish everywhere. 
The best wing shooting is in Nayarit, Mexico. It's absolutely incredible and is only 2,650 U.S. dollars per person. Includes four nights lodging, three days hunting, all meals, non-alcoholic beverages, transportation, bird boys, cleaning and packing of all birds. You'll even be provided, free of charge, a quality shotgun over and under or automatic, either a Beretta or Browning, three cases of shotgun shells, even the tips are included. Bird season starts soon, so book your adventure today. Contact support at thegrizgear.com. That's support at thegrizgear.com. Or call 434-953-8598. That's 434-953-8598. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real fun adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Let me tell you about a fantastic boutique hotel on Mag Bay called the Mangrove Inn, located on the estuary in Lopez Mateos. This unique hotel will connect you with nature. The whale watching is incredible. They have the best onshore and offshore fishing guides and even bird watching guides. And the estuary fishing. You can even kayak fish the estuaries right from the hotel. The chef will even cook your catch. Check it out at mangroveinbaja.com or call 434-953-8598 to book your adventure. That's 434-953-8598. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan and Frank, of course. And we have John Kurkowski on the line with us, uh, who's an avid ice angler, and he's just getting ready to go out next week, I guess, uh, where the ice is getting thick enough that he can drive out there. Uh, a couple of questions. Now, I can understand why people from Minnesota would go to Baja, but why would somebody from California go to Minnesota to go ice fishing? We... Well, I think every fisherman understands that, though. When a fish are biting, you don't matter where it doesn't matter where it's at. You know, if you're an avid fisherman, I think you just love to catch fish. Yeah. And that's all we got here. Well, and it I does sound like an experience. I got to say that. I, I think because it's comfortable with the newer houses, 
and you don't have to, you know, a lot of these houses that they rent out, um, they got the rods and reels, the bait they bring out for you. It's They make it really comfortable. You sit in the house, 70, 75 degrees, whatever you want it, and they got beds in them and bunks in them. They got cooking stoves. They got, fur, you know, the furnace, the whole ball of wax. Some of you actually have a fireplace in them. So mm-hmm. it's kind of the comforts of home, and you can sit there and... Uh, you know, a lot of it's camaraderie with your friends, and and you just put a hole in the middle of the of the house and sit around it. Oh yeah, they or sit on the couch. Yep, everybody's you know they actually got alarms if you get a bite. Uh-huh. So they got these all set up. You know, you got rattle reels that so pulls down and gets a reel moving and a bellow rattle in there. So they make it very it's very very comfortable. And and if you want, you can go stand on the ice if you want. You know, we got we got guys they call trolling. They troll in the winter, and they so go drill. Well, they actually go and drill 30, 40 holes, and they oh. run hole the hole as a school moves. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of, there's so many guys that use electronics. I use electronics to flasher units because they work through the ice. You can locate fish through uh, oh. the ice. Oh. So you can like locate the schools, or you can locate the, you know, and you follow the graphs, you, you kind of. The uh, lake maps uh, with Navigator I use, and and you can see where the bars are and the rocks. Well, now, do you go to an area you just drop it in the water, or do you do you know do you fish structure? Do you fish the bottom? Oh yeah, yeah, I fish the structure, fish the bottom for walleyes especially. You want the structure, and you know you can you can see the fish on the locator. I mean, I've watched uh, for panfish. I've watched the fish. Uh, and learn when I fish crappie, a panfish, you put it three feet above their head, and they, you can watch them come right up to it you yeah. know, on the graph. So it's for, if you hold it in front of their nose, they won't do nothing. You put it three feet above their head or two, and they'll come right up for it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and one thing, we get a lake here, they call it parnapulous fishing. We got some shallow lakes here, and if we get a lot of snow, there's no oxygen, so it calls, they call it a freeze-out. And you go out and cut a hole, and you put an outboard motor on it, on a ladder, and you let this hole get 20 feet around or 10 feet around, and the fish come right up, and you take them out with dip nets. Wait a minute. So you cut a hole in the ice, put an outboard motor in the hole. Is that what you mean? Yep, and let it churn the water till it opens the hole way up, big hole, because the fish come right up to the top because they're starving for oxygen. Oh, so and, that aerates the water. Yep, and uh, I've actually seen guys fill pickups full of, of the rough fish. They mm-hmm. take them home and, you know, to farms and they feed them to their pigs or whatever. Hmm. You know, so I, I've been, uh, a few of them, usually they go in and sane them. They sane all the good uh, fish out, but these are, they can't get them all, so, but the rough fish they leave, so. A rough you know. fish, that's just trash fish or what? Yeah, well, your bullheads and your carp and per. Oh, yeah. You know, they take their real, uh, most, they try to get most of the game fish out of it and put them in another lake. And that's if the lake's deep enough and spring-fed, you don't have that problem. But shallower lakes with a lot of snow so the sunlight can't get through to create the oxygen on a plant growth. That's Oh, so you get snow on top of the ice, and that blocks the sun from going through the ice. Yeah, and it's tough fishing. I've been on a lake, actually, myself, when we had three feet of snow on it, and you drill a hole, and the water shoots up two feet in the air. Oh, no. Till, because of the weight of the snow on the, yeah, on the pressurizes ice. it. Yeah. And you can't fish too long usually because the water gets two foot deep and you got to get the heck out of there because if it's slushy snow, you can't really go through much with a vehicle. So. Yeah. You know, I've actually had the house freeze down with a foot and a half ice in it. Freeze down? Yep. The, couldn't get the in water, or out? 
yeah, the water came up when you're gone and and it uh, froze in the house. Uh, so we used to chisel it out, and then we take a deer rifle and shoot about six times in the bottom of the floor, and it jars it loose so you can lift the fish house out. Oh no. So I, many years ago, they had a problem in Mille Lacs Lake. Cars got stranded out there, and they actually had hundreds of cars froze right in the lake. On top of the lake, though. Yeah, on top of the lake, yep. And they had to chisel them out, and uh, they some old Vietnam veteran had a helicopter, and he was charging, I think, $1,000 to lift them off and carry them to shore. Yeah. But they were pretty beat up by then. By the time you chisel them out, it's hard to get all the ice out from the frames without doing damage. So. Mm-hmm. But it's a great sport, you know, and if, you're, if you love fishing, fishing, I don't think, you know, you see people stand out in summer in storms and yeah. lightning and everything else. So uh, I guess know, that's the, where the we were. fisherman doesn't let the cold stop them. I guess it's where we were born, <laughs> what kind of fishing we love, huh? Yeah, yep. well, look at the people in Alaska. You know, they fish in the ice all the time in Canada. They, they get a lot more ice fishing than we do here, so... I think fishing's fishing. If you love it, you'll, especially as comfortable as gotten over the last uh, 20 years. Well, it would be it would be an adventure. So if you're looking to, for different things to do and different places to go, the way you describe it, it sounds like it might be kind of fun. And you can just uh, go to a lodge and uh, check in, and they get everything all set up for you? All set up for you. You can take a snowmobile out. And there's so many things to do. A lot of people go out in a snowmobile, and they'll ski and you know, they watch snowmobile races. We have a lot of uh, snowmobile races here in the summer. So there's a lot of things to do in the winter besides fish. But, the, the, you know, the, the lakes, uh, I just went by a small lake today, and there was probably about 25 fishes out there, fish houses out there. And that's not very many. You know, when you, uh, I would imagine another week there might be 100 out there. Mm-hmm. And that was a small lake. Up north, I'm going to say you probably got some lakes with two, 300 houses on it already. So... It's a big sport up here for, and like I said, it's uh, up here. We're so used to the, we get used to the cold, so we and we want to fish. So it's, it's a pretty big sport. Up here. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. It would take a lot to get get uh, through to the hose. But you know, when you're skiing, you get cold. But you know, you got the clothes for it. So I assume that, you know, part of the problem is that, you know, when you're skiing, it's cold. But you know, there's. Um, you're moving and you're working, so you stay warm. But when you're just sitting there in the cold, that's the fire sounds pretty good. Oh yeah, it's a, like I said, a, um, it's a good relaxer and for the guys to get away. And a lot of gals love the ice fishing too, so you see a lot of. And you know, you actually sometimes you'll see more fish houses on a lake in the winter than you do boats in the summer. Hmm. You know, I mean, most of these boat lakes around here, you don't see uh, two, three hundred boats at one time, and you'll see cars up the wazoo. Well, when you get you get ten, fifteen thousand people to ice fishing contests, that's a lot of people. And the one they stand outside, you can't even take use a house. Oh, it's in in the uh, in the in the contest. Yep, you have to stand right outside. Yeah. Uh, and I actually was on one, and it was uh, zero degrees and 30-mile-an-hour wind, and it was Ooh. tough standing out there. Whoa, yeah, it would be. Uh, you know, you yeah, didn't turn your head because it, it was let, 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 Let's talk real quickly about the gear that you use, you know, aside from the warm clothing. 
I'm sure you've got some ideas on that about layered and using uh, bull and you know insulation down. But uh, what about the gear that you use for catching fish? Well, these it's a, a spinning reel. They use an open face. And a lot of guys use, and they got bobber stops on them. If you use a bobber, a lot of guys don't use bobbers. They just grab fish. And so they, you know, see the fish, and you can actually put the bait right by them. So, mm-hmm. And some guys will just use a um, stringer. They call them jiggle sticks that just wraps up on a stick. Uh, you know, it's no uh, nothing closed because, and everybody, depending what you fish, you know, I usually use a 8 or 10-pound test line on a walleye. Oh, so you could actually just take a tie the end, tie the line to the end of a stick and just jiggle it up and down. Yep, a lot of guys. That's what. Yeah, I guess I wrote the song. I'm a jigger because if I go out a lot of times for panfish, I jig. Well, let's stick in the end of that stick. I, I know you don't have your guitar with you, but can you give us an idea with a song? Well, a jigging one, it was, I'm going to jig me up a walleye from the bottom of the lake, and I'm not going to tell you what I use for bait. I'm a jigger. I'm the best jigger around. You know, and that song almost didn't get on the Internet. Yeah. <laughs> just because I had to use the word jigger, and, and oh. it's not a bad word. It's just all no. about fishing. So. Jigging John, yeah. Yep, yeah, that's what my uh, tag is, so jigging John. So. Mm-hmm. Well, Frank, do you have any more questions about ice fishing in Minnesota? Yeah, I got one more. How do you do your uh, walleye? What's cornmeal flour? What do you use? Or uh, just a a batter mix? Uh, Actually, a lot of us use uh, uh, just certain jigs. A lot of guys use jigs and um, maybe shaped like a minnow. So they well, he's talking about after you put it in the boat when you, or in the house. Oh, when you oh it, yeah. for eating. Oh, I, I, <laughs> some people use beer batter. I just like the old fish batter and a flour and some seasoning on it. Uh, you just can't beat a walleye. I guess I've never baked it. A lot of people bake it. I like fried fish. You know, I've deep fried it. Uh, it's, it's like I said, it's a nice white fish. It's a nice texture to it and tasty as hell. Hmm. Is there a lot of bones? It seemed to me I remember. No, walleye, you play a walleye, there's no zero bones. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, and up here when they sell it in the stores, it goes for 12 bucks a pound. So mm-hmm. it's not a not a cheap fish. It's mm-hmm. a, just a great eater. But the elusive and most hard one to catch. But if you get, you no, know, um, I'm just learning all the time on walleye, so yeah. getting better at it all well, the we're time. Getting, we're getting close on time. If there's any information you want to give out, I, I know that uh, guiding is not what you do, but uh, you've certainly got an idea of how to do it. Yeah, and the best thing to do is uh, for anybody who wants to come fishing in Minnesota is use the Internet and find a place that rents houses because they'll take you out to a good spot and it'll be safe. And usually there's uh, motels or whatever, right. boats, you know, wherever okay. you want to stay. And it's a very enjoyable thing, and there's plenty of things to do. And okay. a, lot of people, a lot of people fish all night. So now for the next three months or so. Okay, thanks, John. Lake Cabot won seventh place in America's top 100 family-friendly places to boat and fish. The lake is in the Bay Area, only 45 minutes away from San Francisco. This scenic destination boasts over a dozen hiking and biking trails, trophy-sized fish, boat rentals, Bay Area kayak tours, and a picturesque eating area at the Surprisingly Delicious Cafe. Tell them John Hennigan sent you, and they'll even give you a special gift on California parks. Visit LakeCabotRecreation.com for information. That's LakeCabotRecreation.com. 
If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world-famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan along with Phil Salas. We appreciate that. And we have someone very special I enjoy talking to when we get the opportunity. Uh, we're talking about ice fishing in Minnesota. Well, this is a little bit different. We're going to be in a little bit warmer water. Uh, Phil is uh, probably a premier expert on Cuba, uh, the island, the people, and, of course, the fishing. So Phil, and there, it doesn't include. There's no ice fishing there, John. No, no, no. <laughs> no as I said, we'd either be sitting on the ice or uh, uh, off the Baja in uh, warm water. I think I'll go for the latter. But, yeah, uh, absolutely. It's uh, it's it's still chilly in Florida right now, where I am right now. But there's nothing like uh, what they've got up north for sure. Yeah. Well, I know you guys have had some weather, but Florida is an interesting place. It's uh, basically just a big sandbar. And, (laughs) well, it is. I mean, I think the highest elevation in all of Florida is like 170 feet. You know, we've got sandbars. Yeah, that's that's cheating. That's that's close to Georgia, actually. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, it is. It, with a good high tide, it's, they're finding out it's it's not as high as um, it should uh, be. <laughs> yeah. Well, do they, that's why I like Cuba. Cuba, I've got mountains. I've got plenty of elevation. I, you well, do you, see, about you see houses built on sticks and in the, in the, um, the high rises where they don't use the ground floor? <laughs> that was the problem they had in the Keys. That's what got wiped out down there. Um, you know, my old hometown. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I encourage anybody that, that's ready to go fishing to go on down to Key West. They're up and, and running, for, going for business, but uh, they suffered tremendously down there. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that was there just a month or two ago. There was a, p- a pretty bad uh, hurricane that went through there. Very bad. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. F- category four. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. yeah it, if you were a trailer anywhere between Marathon and Key West, you were in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tie it down. Did not take time to the trailers. Yeah, I bet you got a lot of tin roofs flying around. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, it's a great it's a great time. Also, it's a great time here to be in Cuba too. The south side of Cuba is just absolutely from January, February, and March is just like the Garden of Eden. Um, you mentioned our school was a pot of swamp. We're um, concentrating on an area which is the largest conservation area in the Caribbean. The Zapata, what they call Zinaga Zapata, the Zapata Swamp, and it's roughly twice the size of the Everglades. Whoa. And has um, yeah it has fresh water, salt water, brackish water environments, uh, beautiful pristine rivers, um, just really untouched area. And it's only two and a half uh, hours from Havana, which makes it very very um, convenient for people who you know, visitors. Well, if um, someone's going to visit down there and they they're interested in that, what if they get a lodging in the city or do they is there places they can stay near the the preserve? Oh, now there's uh, uh, Playa Larga, which is this beautiful little beach. Both Playa Larga and Playa Jaron are beautiful little beach towns on the Bay of Pigs. Mm-hmm. And um, they're youth hostels, not youth hostels, but bed and breakfast and Paladars, private restaurants are abundant, and they're very good. It's one of my favorite spots. Now, um, the, uh, just a, you don't want to spend a whole show on it, but um, with the... Uh, Castro loosening the power where everything, actually 100% of everything was owned by the government. Um, and they're starting to see some free enterprise. Do you want to comment on that about some of the restaurants and some of the things that are coming about? Well, it's like we were talking earlier. The uh, American influence um, after Obama took steps to open it up. The last year, this is 2017, uh, there were over half a million uh, American tourists that visited Cuba. Uh, to give you an idea, the year before it was less than 200,000. So, and the American tourists have a tendency to stay in these paladars, which are, are, are or which are private bed and breakfast, and eat in the paladars, which are private restaurants. And they are absolutely the, the best boon to the Cuban people right now. Um, they're privately owned, the people pay taxes, but the money goes directly to the people so that they can, Cuba's finally generating what we would call a somewhat of a middle class. Uh, unfortunately, the new administration's rules are going to hurt the Paladars, these small entrepreneurs, um, worse than any, any, any anybody else. Um, so they're, they're taking quite a little shot from that, but we'll see how it works out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's still enough American tourists. American people want to be in Cuba so that we can um, carry on. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to stop the flood. It's like if the Cubans want to be in Florida, it's kind of hard to stop them all. Well, that ceased uh, this last few months for the first time 
in 50 years they've intercepted. I think they intercepted one raptor. Yeah. Uh, and that was it. <laughs> so that's no longer an avenue of escape. But um, Cuba's got a lot of. It's, it's gone through a lot of changes and go through a lot more. It's become much more visitor friendly in just in the last three years, now, and much more. Again, from what I understand, technically you're still not supposed to visit Cuba, but there's so many uh, exceptions that it's not difficult to do. Yeah, and you absolutely have to um, get aligned with someone. For instance, uh, I am the conservation captain for Cuba for the Bonefish and Tarpon Trust, which is an organization in Florida that we've been doing business with Cuba for the last decade. Um, we, we do a lot of uh, DNA sample collecting, and, and which lead to fish counts as well. So uh, that's one way to get down there. Uh, under our program, you can go down and fish or dive either one and be totally covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main thing is that you have to maintain an itinerary, and that itinerary you have to keep a record of for five years. It's just a little bit of paperwork, but it's 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 worth it to get to go to Cuba. So they want to know who you're seeing and what you're doing. Yeah, and it's uh, you know it's it's we have we have a general basic basic itinerary, which is very easy to adhere to because it involves fishing and talking about fishing. <laughs> Now, the fishing down there, is it all done offshore? Um, now, there's some good lake fishing, too. In fact, I just just before I left in uh, June, I was back, and it's also in areas in Zapata. And it's an uh, area that where uh, Castro was going to dig a bunch of drainage canals, and he, he stopped about mid, about the first quarter of the way through. He, came, he stopped and realized he couldn't do it. But he inadvertently connected a bunch of lakes and bayous, with um, uh, and, and and struck a couple of deep water springs and created a beautiful clear water uh, freshwater reserve that runs for miles. That's well, really gorgeous. I understand. You know, Castro, in spite of everything, uh, he was very big on preserves. The only problem he was the only one allowed to go there. But uh, <laughs> very true. There, there, there is, but there is a lot of uh, beautiful uh, uh, natural inhab- land down there, right? Yeah, you, it's roughly twenty percent of the um, of the coastline and archipelagos, and about twenty five percent of the land area <laughs> lie in parks, preserves, or biospheres. Uh, it's quite an intricate park system, and within their within their means, they they do very well at preserving it. I've got a question for you. The sure. bed and breakfast is privately owned, right? All the big right. hotels and stuff are government owned. So if you're going there, you better stay in a bed and breakfast because then the Cuban people get the money, not the government. Am I right? Absolutely. And the, other, and the other thing is, such a, it's so much better value. Yeah. Um, it's a fraction of the cost of the hotel room. It's usually much more comfortable, and um, some of them are very quite quite elaborate. I mean, for a hundred dollars a night in Havana, you can stay in a palace. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, my buddy from Canada, he keeps wanting me to go down with him. He's got a place down there for tarpon and bone fishing, and this year I'm going. Go oh, great. Oh, okay. Uh, Come on down. Uh, let's talk just a, a minute about the cuisine. Uh, I would imagine they have pigs and chickens and fish, but uh, you know, a lot what, of goat. What, what is? Oh, do they? The, what you know? Give us an idea about what the food's like. 
Well, the fishing, the, the fish have to be a little careful, like you, like you are anywhere. And the main reason is because the Cubans, the Cuban fishermen, don't don't have an abundance of ice. So mm. it can be a little stronger than what you're used to. Mm. Um, for that reason, I mean, it's it's very safe. I've eaten some very good fish meals down there, uh, fresh snook. Of course, uh, there's the red snapper, what they call red snapper, which are mutton snapper. They have two seasons they spawn down there, and they're everywhere, and they're great eating fish. Um, but I always, in Cuba, I always make sure they serve me what they're going to cook or serve me before they cook it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I pretty much almost do that in any restaurant. I, I eat very, I'm very picky about my fish. And um, but you can, you know, great, great lobster too. My goodness, oh, lobster really? on the south side, unbelievable. Hmm. Well, is it kind of like our spiny lobster on the west coast, or it's not? It's not like Maine lobster, is it? It'd be the spiny. No, lobster? it's not. It's not your sweet Maine lobster. Mm-hmm. We have to combat your sweet Maine lobster with stone crab claw. Yeah. Oh, they have crabs are. Oh, they've got plenty of crabs though. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it sure sounds like, you know, I get to talk to people. And, you know, I talk to more and more people that have been down there recently. And some of them, you know, are, you know, think it all depends on what part of Cuba you see. Some people are not too impressed and others are ecstatic. Yeah, and it, it, you know, it's like any place else. A lot of it depends on what you're looking for. Um, you got to take Cuba. You got to take Cuba at, at, at face value, it's, and it's different from just about any other country I've been to. The, the Caribbean, the communist combination, is just a really weird. Has it created a really weird yeah. uh, place? But it's well, a very one safe the, location. One and of the, they love Americans. I was going to say one of the things that uh, everybody agrees on is the people there and how much they appreciate Americans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they really do. It's a genuine affection, too. It's not brought on by money. I mean, most of, like like Jimmy Buffett said, everybody has a cousin in Miami. Yeah. And it's, it's almost true. <laughs> yeah. No, that's... Uh, uh, John, I'm still waiting for you to come down and visit us. Oh, I would love to. I would, that's that's on my list, that's for sure. But, We've you been know, talking for, about that for, what, for, three years now? Yeah, first got to make it to Florida, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> But I guess you can go for a lot. You can go for. We got to go, but we can get you can get down to Cuba now from a lot of direct flights. But uh, all right, well, Phil, we always wanted to talk about Cuba, and I'm sure there's a lot more, some changes that have been happening that we'd like to talk about. So we'll bring you back on for a bigger segment. Yeah, uh, a lot of this information is available on my website, fishcubanow.com. Okay, sounds good. Fishcubanow.com. Go there and uh, check Phil out. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we've been talking to uh, uh, Captain Phil from about Cuba. We've only got a couple minutes, but we're going to end it up with Phil. Now, during the break, uh, we mentioned about, I said, should you take cash with you? Can you want to comment on that? Yeah, and uh, the, the currency situation in Cuba is very strange. But let me give you a quick rundown. Cash, you can only use cash as an American. Uh, you can't use your credit cards or ATM cards. So you need to take cash. You can take $5,000 down, no problem, with the Cuban government. Anything over 5000 they're going to want you to count it in front of them. Mm-hmm. So limit your limit 5000 if you have to spread it around. You will get on the street, you'll get uh, 90 CUC, which is a Cuban convertible peso, for $100, 90 CUC for a $100 bill. Mm-hmm. So you're going to lose 10% on uh, on your exchange. By, by converting to Cuban money. Exactly. And there's just really no way around it. You just can't. Some people will take a lot of the power dollars, a lot of the uh, costiculars were taking dollars, even though it's not technically legal, but there's no demand for a dollar now. So that's pretty much ceased. Oh. But anyway, once you get the convertible peso, you just treat it like you would a dollar. And... Um, and whenever you get ready to leave the country, cash them in because it's illegal to take them out of the country and they're worthless anywhere else anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And so if somebody wants to go down there, you said a maximum of 5000 but it sounds like for the prices that you're talking about, even if you go fishing and, and traveling, uh, $5,000 should be plenty. You stay our, typical five, our typical uh, six-night, five-day package would include... Fishing and sightseeing is less than three thousand dollars. Yeah, so it can be done very reasonable. Yeah. 
Well, it's this, these days that's not a lot, especially if you've got a list of places you want to go and things you want to see. That uh, and it sounds like Cuba's a lot more than Havana. I got Tell one question it is, for but, you. But you know, there's so much to Havana too that you you know you um, a couple of days in Havana go by very very quickly because there's so much to see, mm-hmm. so much to do. Yeah. Uh, why uh, around November fifth till when is the best time to go? Um, it's actually, I like it until about April and May, even yeah. though I stay down there usually through June because the marlin fishing kicks off then. Uh, yeah. But July, August, it gets pretty hot. But the other times of the year, it's, it's very pleasant. Uh, you've got a good trade wind down there. So even on the hottest day, you've got a nice cool breeze. Mm-hmm. And uh, Frank uh, wants to go down there and take salsa lessons. Can you do that? Absolutely. Yeah, there's, there's plenty yeah. of instructors there. Highly, highly trained professionals. There you go, Frank. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I uh, would. I like uh, right after the hurricane season. Oh, the music scene down there is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's out of this world. Very international. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very Cuban. Yeah. I always want to bring but, back a truck. Well, I'll tell you what, a lot of people thought, well, I could go down there and get one of these old cars and bring it back. Well, they're worth a lot more down there than they are up here. They've really done a job to this latest surge. Because the American, first thing Americans want to do when they get down there is ride in an old 59 Chevy convertible. Yeah. And uh, so they've really done a great job of restoring them. And you can just see the nostalgia in the back of these people. I mean, they're sitting in the back seat of the car. They probably went driving together when they were yeah. dating. Yeah, you know, and now fifty years later, here they are in the same car. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, the engine and the drivetrain—who knows what it's from? But you know, the body still looks the same, and they're still driving them. Well, it looks like we're about out of time now, for sure. This time, Phil, thanks again. We appreciate that. And it is uh, the website again is. Uh, fishcubanow.com fishcubanow.com and he also has a book out that's fascinating I read it last year 97 miles south he won't put it down but uh, we appreciate that Phil go to fishcubanow and learn out and get in touch with Phil if you don't get all your answers talk to you thank you Phil we appreciate that we're going to let you go go to fishtalkradio.com and then you can listen to the show it's right on the front page as many times as you want and Frank hang in there we'll be back for another hour 